0: we're good introduce us all right um this is the you are not an artist podcast uh co-hosted with myself alejandro castanon and my wife shelby seymour and we are going to be talking about uh phase two
1: phase two today we made it through phase one and now for your streaming pleasure we're talking about
0: Phase two. Phase two, yeah. If you don't know about what the phases are or what we're talking about, you can actually go to my website at www.salejandrocastagnon.com and you can find all the information about all the three phases. And you can also find more information on our other social channels like YouTube. um, Twitter. Twitter. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Instagram.
1: Everything that exists, we have content on. Yeah.
0: So if you need more information about that, then uh, feel free to check out our website. Um, But today we're actually going to be talking about phase two of the three phases, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to kind of have like a a discussion and a rundown of the things that go into phase two. Uh, There are three things, right?
1: Three parts to phase two. Three parts. Yes. So our three parts are one, actually launching your business. Yes. So in phase one, we built our foundation, created inventory, started getting ourselves out in the community, and now it's time to officially launch Brand Yourself yes get all the legal stuff sorted out all that fun stuff
0: yeah yeah that's really important taxes I, it's like a shift in mindset that you've yeah. got to go from like completely creative to now being a little bit left brained right where you gotta have to start thinking yes. about the you're numbers gonna have and to have
1: to be just as much of a business owner as you are an artist right you're gonna have to split down the middle
0: right so um and then the next part of phase two is Uh, Managing the business.
1: Yeah. So the next part, once you've launched your business, then we need to go into managing your business, which is all about uh, kind of fine tuning, finding a steady system for you. It's different for every business owner. Mm -hmm. That just makes fulfilling orders, doing all your commissions, creating work. It becomes a system, so that way you're not bogged down. Correct. Crying all day.
0: Yes. So something (laughs) you could depend on that works. Yeah. Um, and it's refined over time. So that's gonna be managing business And then the last part is gonna be actually growing your business So going from something that you're very familiar with doing and an expert at to where you can kind of Pass it along to other people that can do those tasks for you and you know, you'll be Well known have a whole Correct. collector so, base So
1: yeah. in part three you're really growing so that way you're collecting more income strategies you're um, a little more well-known, you have a hardcore marketing strategy out there pushing your name so that way you can begin kind of touching into phase three. So yeah, Mm.
0: let's get into it. Yeah, let us get into it. So um, let's start by talking about uh, launching the business and I think there are a couple things that we wanted to mention. As like objectives for you guys to be shooting for when you're thinking about launching the business and you're ready to make that transition. Right. Um, and so uh, the first part of that is like um, marketing, understanding.
1: You're right. So as you start, so as you get into phase two, you're still going to be doing the same things you did in phase one. So um, developing your community is critical. Just because you got to phase two doesn't mean you get to stop
0: right
1: it means you must ramp up your efforts yes to foster your community
0: right so you have to like get to know your audience a little bit better Mm -hmm. uh, start kind of figuring out like who these people are and you know and it's not because you want to paint for them it's because you want to make sure that the people that are like them that would also like your artwork are getting a chance to see it right so don't get it confused as to like you know well i'm gonna only paint what my audience likes that's we want to avoid that. We want to make sure that you're still painting for yourself, but using right. that information about your audience to be able to have other people like them find you easier. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You're you're not tailoring yourself for your audience. You're tailoring your audience for audience for
0: yourself. For yourself. Yeah. So because right. they're
1: all out there, you just have to know how to get to them.
0: Right. Yes. Um, And then after that would be like,
1: here comes the heavy duty business stuff. So understanding financials, which no one seems to like but me.
0: That's really important that you do before you even officially go into business. I think because um, if you're not using your profits right, and knowing how much to pay yourself and making sure you're replenishing supply costs, if you don't know all those things and you just jump into this art business, you won't know how the money is supposed to be used. And a lot of artists, what they do is they just, you know, they pay for supplies and then they just pay themselves. But, you know, business requires a little bit more understanding than that. So that's, I think that if you're gonna wanna know about that, then you're gonna wanna know about uh, cash flow statements, income statements, and balance sheets. So if that's a good place for you guys to start looking up those things.
1: And you're yeah. also gonna want to take a hardcore look at your own personal finances because if you're bleeding money personally right it's going to be very hard for your business to grow because you're going to pull the money yes. from your business just to pay the bills every month and yes. that screws a lot of artists over yeah
0: yeah and that kind of goes into a lot of other topics that i don't think artists have discussions about enough um you know like it'd be interesting if every artist read like a dave ramsey book or uh, rich Dor- rich dad poor dad like if if an artist was required to read those, like at some point in their career, I feel like it would make a huge impact on the way they treated like their business. It would business.
1: make a huge impact for everyone.
0: For everybody, yeah. <laughs> just anybody, any existing person that needs to read. Anyway, both those books. everyone
1: should know what a zero-sum budget is and how it yes. magically changes your life. Yes, it's it makes your life a lot easier. Yes,
0: that's what those tools are really made for. Is to make your life easier and then make your business easier to run so that you can focus on creating and not be stressed out Absolutely. all the time. So
1: yeah, because if you're stressed about paying your own bills yeah. or the business's bills, you're not
0: going to grow and no. you're not going
1: to create good art.
0: No, you'll just, yeah, you'll be, you'll be in pain all the time. <laughs> I've done that before.
1: Speaking from personal. Yes, experience.
0: I've done that before. That's not the way to go. So that's the next part that you want to do and understand. Um, and then after that, um, is like choosing like a legal entity. Um, in, in order to operate as an official business because
1: you, you want to pay your taxes yes
0: you're gonna yes, have to pay your taxes that can
1: bite you in the ass yeah. very quickly
0: yeah so you want to register but the the good part about being registered as a business is that you can claim your expenses um to reduce your tax obligation but you can't do that if you're not officially in business you Correct. get what i'm saying so yeah th- that's why those things are very important to do you
1: also cannot get grants and credits
0: yeah Yeah. You don't get, you don't get, you're not qualified for those things because if you don't have an EIN number, then, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not as easy to get, to get. So there's
1: benefits to both as much as you pay tax.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So then once you do that, you're going to want to figure out if you're going to have a brick and mortar
0: Yes. or if you
1: want to just be online based and that's going to be dependent on a bunch of things. That's not just, I feel like, and you got stuck in this rut too. Yes. A lot of people think oh if i have a physical location i'm mm. more successful yeah and that's crap um not because that you're wrong for thinking that it's just that that's what it's portrayed as mm-hmm. we see that um it's just it's because it's more tangible we can right.
0: yeah we
1: feel like we have a name out we have a more of a name out there but if you're in a place where you don't have a whole lot of tourism and there's not a lot right. of fresh blood coming in you're probably going to be bleeding out yes. because even as successful as your paint and sip was, eventually, when you live in a small town, there's not new people mm-hmm. coming in.
0: Yeah,
1: and they're like, "Oh, let's go downtown and see what there is." There's the same stuff. Yes. So if you don't have a brick and mortar, is really beneficial if you live in a place that's got constant influx of new people. Mm-hmm. So a tourism site. um Burnett, Texas is doing an amazing job. They're actually taking people from Austin on a train and shipping them in every Saturday. So that way their downtown is thriving. They also have a badass coffee shop if you ever find yourself in Burnett, Texas. But you really need to think about how, not how big is my town, but how constantly are new people coming in and kind of refreshing the area.
0: Yeah, if it makes good business sense, then open a brick and mortar. If it's just for vanity reasons, then I don't think that's a good enough justification for you to have a no, physical because
1: location. Because with the way online retail works right now, and just in general at this point with Web three point oh,
0: we're about to be. Yeah.
1: Okay. At this point, you really don't need. Well, I say this as us. We're making more money not having a brick and mortar place than when we. Well, had-
0: you're you're able to profit more. And do and make your business grow faster if you don't have any overhead right um, you could focus on marketing more you could focus on more creative projects because you'll have the budget for it so there's a lot of advantages to it. I think you can reach a wider a wider audience um, you know if you just focus on online and make that really really good and work for you you can open up a lot more opportunities for yourself than just depending on a local spot to right. sustain you
1: so really focus on, and we'll hammer this to death eventually. But just think about your specific location. It's going to be different for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So then the last part of this would be the legal. Yeah. So then we're just launching your grand opening. Yeah,
0: you're doing the marketing. Just,
1: that's just simply you're already in business. You're simply telling people, right? I'm here.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm official now.
0: Yeah. So you got to have a step for that. Um, that's really important. Even if it's online, even if it's only online, you still have to have an official launch. It, Mm -hmm. it looks good just in general. I mean, I've never seen where like a grand opening official launch was a bad thing. And, and I think it just allows people to pay more attention to you. I mean, whenever you see in the hot and the the headlines, new business, you know, on in downtown, like that's an official launch PR publication, that's what you're going to want. So yeah, going along with an official launch, you do your meet, like contact your local radio station, you know, um, send out like, uh, invites, press releases, you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Just let everyone know. Yeah. And that'll be good because you're already doing, if you're already fostering community, you're already doing local events. Mm -hmm. So all these people that you're doing these local events with, if you tell them they're officially launching. You've yeah. already been helping them out. They're gonna wanna then help you out.
0: Sure, it so, makes it easier. It makes yeah. it easier to approach them and they already know you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's the that's, so that's the official.
1: So that's kind of the big step of phase two is launching launch your business. Launching business, right. Then we have the two cyclical parts. So you have managing your business and growing your business. And these two aren't quite the same as the rest of the curriculum where you can't just check them off mm-hmm. and be like, I have managed and, and grown, phase and then, three. It's not like that anymore. Phase when you're in phase two, the managing and growing your business is business is gonna be cyclical, right? So you're going to manage your business, kind of prune it, figure out where you can kind of where you can save some money, where you can add some value, where you can kick up some revenue, and then you're gonna grow and you're gonna add income strategies. Well, every time you add a strategy, sorry, your cancer. Have the Zoom Zooms. So every time you add uh, income strategy or grow your business, you're going to have some trial and error. You're going to have some things you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So if you try to get on Etsy, you're going to have a learning curve for Etsy. And you're going to have to get used to, how do I ship? What programs do I use? Mm -hmm. Do I go to the post office and pay for postage? Or do I use a shipping software? Every time you add an income strategy, it has a learning curve. So that when you grow, you go through that learning curve, and after you finish the learning curve, it's back to managing. Mm -hmm. So that way, you can really make that learning curve efficient.
0: Yeah. And then
1: when you've made it efficient again, then you keep growing, and you just keep going.
0: And there's going to be a lot of that at the very beginning. Um, A lot of it. A lot. And it doesn't mean
1: you're failing. It means you're human, and there's no way to possibly know all these things. Correct. It's no one. No business is ever gotten into it and then been like i know exactly what i'm doing all the time yeah there's always new things there's always new software there's always people are always inventing new ways of interacting and selling things
0: and i think that's the reason why phase two is probably the longest phase because it's like it's got so much growth in there you know like from just building your foundation and stuff that you really have to get familiar with that you're probably not familiar with like for instance like doing a youtube channel Or, you know, like stuff like that. Like that's going to take time for you to build and learn how to do because they're important parts of the business. So it's okay that phase two is going to be long because there's just so much to learn.
1: Well, and to give you a bit of a time frame, we said two years in phase one, if you are a well-established artist. Uh, Like in terms of like you've gone to art school or you've been creating art for a long time, you have a lot of technical skill. But I would say if you're wanting to become an artist, you haven't quite mastered it that could, phase one could easily be anywhere from two to five years and that's yeah. totally fine
0: yeah that's okay and then
1: when you get into phase two you're looking at anywhere from yeah. five to 30 years that's totally that and makes sense it's yeah. totally fine
0: yeah i mean that was for me i think that's right when i was in one I, for jeez i think i was there for four to five years yeah yeah so um yeah so that think that's a good time, time yeah
1: for. so this is not going to be something with phase to that you're going to be like, I'm going to get all these checklists and knock this out in six months. This is, we're giving you a roadmap that's well into your career. This is correct up in the 30 years from now. Yeah, correct. So please don't feel like you're failing because this KK no, no. is done in six months. Yeah. It's not meant to be done that quickly. Yeah, right?
0: and it's supposed to be fun and you're going to learn a lot from it. So Absolutely. yeah, it's okay. That's they'll, they'll, I wouldn't focus so much on it. In fact, I think that the more time you spend in it, just solidifies your, you know, your, where you're going to eventually be. I mean, if you continue the way you you are, if it's taking seven years, 11 years, you know you're going to be an artist for 30 years. 40 Absolutely. Years.
1: And this is kind of what makes artists yeah. artists. It's are you willing to do the long haul? Right. Because you're not in it for, and then we'll talk about this a lot in the book. Yeah. Because to be an artist, you have to not consider yourself an artist. So you can't think of yourself as I have to be a successful artist and have this done in five years. You have to be okay with, yeah, I'm an artist and I do this art thing, but I may also be a teacher. And I may also be, I may also be a tax accountant. And being an artist is just one of the things you love to do. And it's just part of your journey and you may have other jobs that are part of the journey. But if you attach the idea of I'm an artist, I must be successful, that's going to actually slow you down. You have yeah. to be okay with, I'm a lifelong artist, and I'll get there when I get there. Because it's completely dependent on where you're at, your circumstances, right. luck. Yeah. A shit ton of luck. Mm-hmm. And just depending on if a vacuum opens up in your your medium, your niche, the internet, who knows what's going to be invented in the next five years. You may perfectly fall in line with that and explode you didn't do anything. Right. It just happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't pay attention to like all the hype where you see like on social media or, you know, whatever, where you see an artist that just suddenly has all these followers. I think that can really mess with you and, and make you feel like you should be on the same track. Yeah. But in actuality, that's a small number in the total. I mean, there's artists that we hear about now, but they've been doing it for like 25 years.
1: Right. You and know, the artists that you see exploding on social media, It's not because they necessarily merited that explosion, but because they happened to be in the right place at the right time. Mm. They got on Instagram in 2012. Yeah. And they happened to just understand hashtags right. Yeah. And rode the success of Instagram up. That's not because you suck. That's just because (sighs) you tried to get on Instagram when it was dying. Yeah. So that's not your fault. But that's that's just the wave. There's always going to be new things rising and falling yeah and that's the luck part of it
0: that's the luck part of it yeah and you just have
1: to be secure and be like i'm just in this to create art and it'll get there eventually yeah because if you keep going this you're more statistically likely to hit it
0: yeah i agree yeah correct yeah so you know with that being said that whole this whole part being like the managing your business includes all those things that we were just talking mm-hmm. about. And that's really why it's, it's so important for you to understand that, that, you know, managing your business phase is so critical because you can't really explode to this huge artist without having some sort of idea of how to run the business, you know?
1: Absolutely. And that's where we've talked about that a lot. Um, that art is not seen as an entrepreneur art, entre, I can't ever say this word entrepreneurial endeavor, but it hundred percent is. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I would I would don't want to just say art school, but I would say a lot of schooling in general doesn't point you towards the business side. And that's no, where that's where artists right. feel like they're failing. Yeah. They just don't understand the business side. Yeah. They need those I, skills. I think
0: the business side hits them by surprise. Yes. I think, you know, not all artists uh, go into it knowing that there's a business side to it.
1: Absolutely. And then it
0: suddenly hits them in one way or another, whether it's like because of taxes or, you know, or, you know, uh, they're trying to figure out how to grow faster, grow more. Like there is a business part to it.
1: Right. And because when I started out doing art, I thought that the level of ability that I had would carry me to success. So if I only had good enough art, people would want to buy, places would want me to hang my art Mm -hmm. in their restaurants, their bars, Mm -hmm. and their galleries. I thought that the success came from having good enough art. And now that I have done all this work with you, I realize that's completely backwards. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how good your art is, Mm -hmm. if you're not doing the business strategies, it's not it doesn't matter yeah. how amazing your art is it's never going to pop off yeah and if someone does offer you like a gallery to sell your stuff they're taking a huge piece out of it
0: <laughs> yeah i agree they're doing
1: the they're doing the hard work for you and you might be getting screwed over in that. Yeah.
0: yeah it depends on the yeah it completely depends on the place and how it's being run and, and all that stuff yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so you know when you're ready to get to that point where you're getting into the third part which is growth. growing
1: scaling the business All right, so
0: this is really I'll, i really like i always have a strong like positive feeling toward like phase three because it's it's kind of like a circle part three, not phase three. part three sorry your growth of the business is like um being able to hit one of your main goals that you've set for yes. yourself so the growing your business part is, you know, um, I think it's a part where you've kind of like mastered a lot of skills.
1: Absolutely. So when you start growing your business, it's, it's a good feeling. It's, 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 it's a love-hate relationship because when you grow your business, you're going to feel like you suck, like you're starting over. Right. You're, lo- you're pushing your business into the boundary of the unknown like, I don't know how to get on YouTube. I don't know how to sell on Etsy. I don't know how to print my art on Mm t-shirts. And you're going to feel like you suck again, like you're starting over. And that actually stops a lot of people from growing, because they're like, I don't want to feel bad. I've suffered enough. I'm happy just being here. But it's a, so it's a lot of suffering in terms of you have to be okay with growing and feeling a little incompetent. Yes. And then when it it hits and you really find a new niche or you find a new market and then not only does the money kick in which is nice Mm -hmm. but you get new followers who have new ideas who are inspired in a different way and your audience grows and you realize your art's hitting in a different way
0: yes yes absolutely
1: so it's scary to grow your business and it doesn't feel good in the same way working out doesn't necessarily feel good
0: no it doesn't and then you know there's like a relinquish of control i think a little bit Mm -hmm. um when you get to that point where you're wanting to grow i mean it it does you can't scale yourself i mean if you could have another like a copy of yourself doing the work then that would make sense but you can only do so much
1: correct and And that's why when we talk about growing your business the and it's cyclical eventually you'll keep going okay i can scale back if you are an artist and a teacher mm -hmm. maybe you only teach part-time Maybe you teach at ASU rather than at the high school. So that way you can teach only a few classes. You start scaling back other jobs to focus more of yourself right. on your business mm-hmm. until it gets to the point where you're like, I can no longer run this by myself. Mm-hmm. It's growing too much. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you've pushed into phase three, but we're not there
0: yet. All right. We're not there That's way in the future. Yeah, we're not there But
1: each time you grow your business, you'll have to, and you You go from I'm scaling my business and you go back to managing the business. You have to reevaluate and say, is it time for me to invest more of myself and my time into the business? Mm -hmm. And each time you do that, you'll keep growing because you'll have more time and more energy to put into the business and that will foster more results. So eventually you pop into phase three because there's just only so much time that you can devote and you eventually need more people.
0: Yeah and then you know during this whole time like it's really important and i learned throughout my career that it was uh really important to go back to what you were doing in phase one Um, because what ends up happening when you ramp up your business to a point where it's generating significant revenue for you sometimes what you can get caught up in is painting for the trends or painting for whatever you think is going to sell next um instead of just painting for the reason why you love painting, which is for yourself and whatever passion you're into.
1: And that happens to all creatives. Everyone fears, oh, it was a fluke. Maybe I got lucky once. Yes. Yeah, Um, I had that. I
0: had definitely hit that.
1: And so, and then you worry, okay, well, I don't want it to be a fluke. So you start backpedaling just a little bit and you're like, I'll paint this one thing because I really like it, but I also know other people will. And then you keep going back to one day. You're like, why am I painting this? And that's not unique to artists. I finished that um, Robin Williams biography and he had the same problem. He kept doing movies because he's like, every movie felt like it was a fluke. And even my greatest movies, I thought there's no way that was actually me. So he kept doing movies that he thought people would like. And he's like, and he would finally be like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't keep doing these movies that kill my soul. And when he backed off, he would have these amazing movies that we all know him for. Mm. But he also has shit movies, which were his movies, which were, I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm an imposter. Mm. And I, I I did this hit movie, what if I can't do it again? And he would right. grab onto the first thing he could find and he'd be miserable and it wouldn't take off. And then he's like, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when he would just let go, he'd grab those movies that
0: yeah. We that's really hard that's, so that's hard, hard. that's so hard to do. That's such a hard thing to think about. Yeah, but it's hard to do in practice too. Like it's like when you get to a point and I've hit this many times where I saw a lot of success like consecutively for a little while and then uh, when then it slowed down, I got panicked Absolutely. and just fell into the thing that got me there the first mm-hmm. time. And that was always something that I wasn't necessarily interested in painting. It just was something I thought that would work. And right. and then it just, it happened so many times that I just got lost in that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to get back to painting the things that I really enjoyed painting.
1: And we've had that conversation a lot a lately. Lot. A lot,
0: yeah. And, yeah.
1: and I think it's inevitable that an artist who also runs a business will fall into that. Yes, yeah. And we've, we will talk about this in depth. You'll have to kind of have this renaissance for yourself where you're like, I see, that I don't love what I'm creating. Or you get comfortable with what you're creating in the past.
0: Yeah, You're yeah.
1: like, this worked 10 years ago. This is what everyone knows me for. Yeah. Everyone's comfortable with this. Yeah, Musicians do this to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And it kills them. Because everyone's like, why don't you create anything new?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so as an artist, you kind of have to toe this line between evolving yourself and keep growing, keep trying new mm-hmm. techniques, find new things that inspire yes. you and move your art forward because if you just stay with what's comfortable you, the the people who love art are the people who love new things. Right. And if you've been the same for 10 years, you're 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 traditional. Yes. You don't have that spark anymore. Yeah. So, your job as an artist is to keep making yourself uncomfortable. I love that David would quote. Always yeah. go to the edge of the pool where you can barely touch the Yes. Can barely touch your toes. What was it? You
0: just posted that. Like yeah, just two, posted like that. two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the feed. If you want to check that out, it's on the feed. That's a great. It was a great video. We put it off TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good video. So,
1: that's really something. As well as trying to maintain this whole business, you've got to keep pushing yourself as an artist.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the that's what kind of makes art, being an artist a little bit more challenging, because normal businesses don't have issues with making the products better
1: no and that's what's so frustrating and no one under it seems like no one understands because a business all they have to do is order things like all they have to do is look at a manufacturer magazine and go i want these 500 things yeah. and if 240 of those things don't work they don't care they didn't make them They sell them on clearance and order 240 different things that are new and trendy. Yeah,
0: it's Target. That's what Walmart does.
1: And so that doesn't hurt them. They didn't make those things. But as an artist, your 500 things, you made them all. (laughs) When 240 of them don't work, it's painful. Yeah, it sucks. And you don't want to say those 240 aren't it. But you have to, does that make sense? You have to keep this balance between the two.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's a difficult thing to do for sure. That's one of the hardest things to do. It's hard, but I think if you're honest with yourself and you really do want to honor your process and how you create, I think you have to have that kind of conversation with yourself. I did. I had to have that. We had to have that. Conversation. Yes. It was, it was a, difficult. It was a
1: difficult phone call. It was
0: difficult, but <laughs> it was really good. It was, it made me happier. It made me much happier. Right.
1: Yeah. And so. I think you should as an artist or as any creative, but, since we're talking about artists you should have two people you talk to you should have one person you talk to who's a fellow artist who understands what it's like to be an artist to evaluate your work then you should have someone who is not an artist evaluate your work and see what they think about it Mm -hmm. And you want two people who will be honest with you, not two people who will schmooze you, because mm-hmm. you want both an artist's perspective and be like, you can push yourself harder, mm-hmm. you can refine this. I know yes. you can do better than this. Yes. You also want a, you also want a non-artist to be like, yeah, I, I get. You don't want to know if your art has gone too academic. It's, you're not trying to be an academic artist. You're trying to be a business art. You're trying to be a professional artist. Mm-hmm. And so. If a non if a non artist can look at your work and be like, I don't get it, mm-hmm. and it seems a little too intellectual, you know, you've gone too academic.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And it's too unless you're just trying to sell to academic artists, mm-hmm. it might be a little too niche.
0: Interesting. That's a pretty deep discussion, though. To that's have. a very that's wait, a whole different discussion. Yes. A, a, yeah. That that's a deep, we got to flesh that out, but for sure, yes, absolutely, yeah. So is that, is that, that's the end of the,
1: so this is, so we just to kind of refresh. Yes. This is us giving an overview into phase two. Right. Yes. So this is kind of your introduction into phase two. Yeah. The long 30 year.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's going to be fun because there's a lot to learn. Absolutely. I think this is the kind of, when I was thinking about when we were doing all this, this is kind of like we're all, uh, when people are looking for like tips and tricks of how to like make their business better, there are, more like this is kind of where we're going to be able to share not our tips and tricks but just the things that work really well for us right you know in that context and i think that's really going to be a lot of useful information to have in running the business day to day which i think a lot of people that are listening are probably somewhere in that point and absolutely
1: so. and it and anyone can tweak this advice to fit any creative business sure so sure. Yeah. yeah so just to give you a little recap if you're new to our curriculum we have a whole slew of this information on our website mm-hmm. um so you can go to aljandrocastanon.com i said it right um and each podcast has a blog a video that accompanies it as well as a lesson overview yeah so in all of it's new we never repeat information so. yeah and we've got each each step, each baby step of this entire process is recorded in the lesson. So if you find any of this interesting.
0: It's so well organized. Like It drives me crazy how like you did all that stuff. And she did a tremendous job on it. So it's amazing how organized it is. When you guys get there, you're not going to have a problem finding all the different phases and their blogs and YouTube videos. It's all very well organized. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So next week, the same time. We will be talking about part one of phase two. So, we'll be digging deep into launching your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, if you have any questions in particular on that you really want us to answer, feel free to DM us or shoot us an email and we'll be happy to go deep into that. Yeah. So that way sure. we can help you out because we're here for you guys.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool.
1: All right. Thank you guys. this is our first live. it was very fun.
0: Yeah it was fun yeah, it was it. like having like a third person sit in and just listen to yes, us Yes
1: we're not just talking to ourselves in the cats. <laughs> It's the cats Yes yeah,
0: it was nice. this was fun
1: All right this guys we will see you next week.
0: See you later.